Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Creature Feature, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, a mini parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, terrible teeth. Chilling chompers, mouths straight from Satan's sketchbook. Every animal handles eating in slightly different ways, and some decide to turn mealtime into an M.C. Escher, H.R. Geiger crossover event. From adorable penguins to innocent-looking fish, these animals are hiding a mouth straight from your dentist's nightmares. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question... Which animal do you least want to see with human teeth? Joining me today is friend of the show, Garfield expert, award-winning indie filmmaker, and writer for the show Spirit Rangers, Joey Clift. Welcome! Uh, yeah, how's it going, everybody? And thanks so much for having me back. Um, yeah, I gotta say, um, I am, I think I, I think I'm a teeth expert now because I actually started Invisalign a few months ago. And uh, oh, nice. my teeth were just a little crooked at the start of the pandemic. And I was like, I got to take care of that. So now I've just become hyper aware of like uh, teeth care and all things teeth. So I think you could add teeth expert to uh, to my title, too. I my expertise, my expertise, my expertise uh, in teeth is that um, I like to grind them down into nubs because of anxiety. 
<laughs> Wait, so, do you have a mouth guard? Wait, you like do. to do that? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, you know, it is something that I am prone to do. Now, I have a bruxism, so I uh, clench my teeth and grind them. Um, so I do have a mouth guard that I have to wear at night. And I must say, it looks very good and cool. I am <laughs> very, I think, um, way cooler than Invisalign because, like, you can see it. You can see my mouth guard and it makes, like, my mouth poke out weird. So I, I look awesome. Um, something that I love about having Invisalign is that you have to take it out whenever you eat or drink anything that's not right. like cold water. And um, I feel like when I first started having Invisalign, if I was ever like, you know, eating around friends or something like that, I would always like very shyly be like, I'm taking my Invisalign out. And I would like, don't you know, turn look away at me. And, shield my face. <laughs> and like, then I realized that it's really gross when you pull it out. There's like always like a, like just like a line of slobber and yeah, stuff. And like a suction so sound. <laughs> so like, now I've taken power from that and I just stare the person down and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to take my Invisalign out now. You could watch if you want. Right. If not, I guess turn your head. Right. <laughs> and then. Right, so I like put the onus on them to turn their head. Right, like don't want to get little bits of this uh, shrimp cocktail stuck in my Invisalign. Excuse me, one moment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's also like I feel like um I have a lot of friends who have also started Invisalign kind of during the pandemic because we're all wearing masks and also just like because you know we're largely in our homes now. Like there's uh less pressure to like go to events where you know taking out your teeth to like or taking out your invisalign to you know drink at a party or whatever right. isn't necessarily a thing you have to worry about so um oftentimes when i'll pull my invisalign out just like in the open the person i'm talking to will be like i actually took mine out quietly in the bathroom and i was like you coward <laughs> <laughs> i mean be proud be proud that you're grossing people out with your mouth yeah i mean you know it's a uh, when we're in a pandemic where we have to cover our mouths all the time, we might as well do some like some work on our mouths, you know, some refurbishment. You know, I, I, d I did get I had to wait until the worst of the pandemic was over to even get my mouth guard replaced because I could not go to the dentist. Uh, <laughs> so that was it's great to have both the anxiety of a pandemic uh, combined with like un untamed bruxism um, for waking up with a sore jaw. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing better now. Um, and hey. so, yeah, but that's just with our, our, the fun stories that can happen with our human teeth and humans have, you know, we, our teeth are interesting because we are, we're omnivores, right? So we have back molars that are good for grinding up plant matter and our front teeth, like our canines is decently good at tearing up meat. So our teeth are themselves fairly interesting. But once you go and explore some of the darker alleys of the animal kingdom, you'll find some mouths that are way weirder than Joey taking out his Invisalign, like when you're out with him for lunch. Uh, so uh, do you like sea turtles? I think I do like sea turtles. They seem fairly friendly. They've got those flippers. They can, I think that they can be, you know, crazy old, right? Like sea turtles can be like hundreds of years old. Yeah, I mean, they, they tend to live, they can live around uh, 50 years, but you're right that there can be really old ones that uh, live up to around like 150 years old. So, yeah. Yeah, like I've never interacted with a sea turtle, but I would say that I am uh, an admirer from afar. <laughs> Which is the right thing to do. You should not directly touch and hold a sea turtle because that is not good for the sea turtle um but yeah they are they're adorable 
sweet uh, ocean babies that we love and cherish. Um, but if you look them in the mouth, like you should never look a gift sea turtle in the mouth because you will be met with a nightmarish horror like the Sarlacc pit in Star Wars. It's just a gaping maw of spikes. So, Joey, what do you think? Like looking down this, now this is a leatherback uh, turtle, sea turtle mouth that you are staring into. Okay, so I'm gonna say this is probably the first time that I've ever seen an animal with teeth in its neck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like usually you just have teeth in your mouth, but no, 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 sea turtles have us beat. Um, yeah, definitely. This looks like um, the it looks like the the Sarlacc pit from Star Wars, but somehow more scary because instead of having tentacles, it just has more teeth. Right. Um, yeah, like it really. Looking at this, like I'm getting some xenomorph vibes in that, like you know, you can picture that, like the neck teeth, like extending out of the mouth for like even more bites. It's really, I mean, it makes sense as to what they eat, as to you know, I'm sure they probably like eat on the go and digest on the go. So why not chew in your neck too? I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking at it, that's that's uh, real scary. Yeah. So. There are a few things that I want to clarify about this whole sea turtle mouth situation. Uh, yes, it is true that you are looking down into like a spiky tube of death, um, but these protrusions are actually not teeth, even though they are so tooth-like. Uh, they're not made out of dentin like our teeth are made out of. Um, these are actually called esophageal papillae, so we actually have papillae on our tongues. They're the little bumps that you have on your tongues or taste buds. Um, but yeah, just these like little bumps. And uh, th those are called papillae. But on sea turtles, these have grown into these enormous spikes. So, and they are all down their throat, on the top of their mouths, on the bottom of their mouths. Uh, it's pretty horrifying to look at, especially leatherback turtles. So leatherback sea turtles are the largest species of sea turtle, and they have the most frightening mouths, I think. Um, but yeah, so, so these, uh, these quote-unquote teeth are actually made out of keratin. So they're more like a bunch of throat claws than throat teeth, which I don't know. I feel like that's worse in a way yeah so basically like this reminds me of i i want to say lions have such coarse tongues that if you were to be licked by a lion like once or twice it would like your muscles and skin would be gone yeah yeah um, you're exactly right and it's a great comparison because those spines on their tongues i believe are also made out of keratin and they are also extruded papillae uh from the tongues and you're also right that they those are designed to tear meat off of bones from their prey so when they're licking a bone and licking their prey they can actually rend meat from these bones so if it licks your arm it's just gonna pull your skin off what is what is of greater interest to you petting a lion or having skin hmm because i feel like i would really like to pet a lion and if it's like if my if my if my trade off for petting a lion is that they got to is that they got they got to lick me once, 
And it was just like, oh, goodbye, forearm skin. <laughs> would like that, would I trade that off? Would you trade that off? If you got to be friends with I guess it depends on how, I guess it depends on how much skin I have in the game here. Um, so like uh, how much skin uh, I got to, I got to give this line. Because if it's all of it, no, because I need that to keep yeah. out pathogen and keep my meat, you know, keep my meat safe. Um, if it's a little bit of skin, you know, they want to lick. Like give me a little kiss and it takes off, you know, kind of like Parmesan graters off a little bit of my cheek. Like, you know, all right, fine for the to get a kiss from a lion. I'll do it. Not really. Yeah. That's a joke. Don't yeah. do that. Nobody do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess that like, but like, but think about it. If like if a lion gives you yeah, just like a little little peck on your cheek, just a little lick on your cheek and it just like shears off just like a chunk of flesh off your cheek. Yeah, I feel like it would it would probably be more like if you rubbed your cheek with some coarse grit sandpaper, right? Like it wouldn't maybe tear a yeah. whole chunk out. It would just be like if you took the really coarse sandpaper and rubbed it on your cheek, you're gonna start to take a little bit of skin off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but like if you had that scar, but like in exchange, if anybody asked how you got that scar and you'd be like, I got it from my lion friend. Right, I got a kiss like, from a lion. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good trade-off. Yeah, that would be tough. I would have to think about that trade-off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's exactly a great comparison because the lion does have similar keratin structures on its tongue. Uh, of course, this uh, the turtles have it all throughout their mouth and all down their throat. And they actually use it in a much different way than something like a lion uses its tongue or like we use our teeth. So uh, it's not really for chewing, but it is for trapping. So um, one of the sea turtles' most favorite foods is jellyfish, which seems surprising. Like it doesn't seem like jellyfish would be that good to eat, but sea turtles love them. In fact, some species like the leatherback sea turtle almost exclusively eat jellyfish and their hunting method is being a vacuum cleaner. So they suck in seawater along with their jellyfish prey, but they don't want all that extra seawater. In fact, it's, it's too much salt. Like they uh, already deal with a lot of salt in their diet. So they regurgitate the seawater, um, but when they regurgitate seawater, the problem is, well, they don't also want to regurgitate the jellyfish that they want to have in their tummies. So all these spikes that are actually facing downwards, so the spikes are facing towards the back of their throat. And when they regurgitate the water that has the jellyfish in it, the jellyfish gets stuck on the spines. And there's only one direction the jellyfish can flow, which is down towards the turtle's stomach. And on its way to the stomach, the jellyfish is getting shredded by these spines. And it's also protecting the sea turtle's throat from the jellyfish's stingers so it doesn't hurt it. And by the time the jellyfish reaches its stomach, it's been kind of mutilated. <laughs> what that makes me think of is I feel like if I had those spines in my throat, the way that I would do that is I would like, 
I would just shotgun like bu bubble tea, like boba tea, and then puke up the tea, but keep those sweet, sweet boba <laughs> bubbles trapped on my neck spines. <laughs> That'd be like the most horrifying game of Plinko I can think of. Those <laughs> boba things going down the ding, 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 down the spikes. Yeah, but like what an efficient way of like, you know, look, I can't drink a ton of bobas, but if I do that, I can like, I can eat a lot of the bubbles. That's exactly beets. right. Yeah, that's exactly how this works. I mean, and I'm not saying that sarcastically. It would be like if you want to eat the bobas, but you don't want the gross coffee or whatever. And so you toss it down and all your throat spikes catch those bobas. Um, yeah, it's like. I wanted to chug a chicken noodle soup, but like I didn't really want the broth. I just wanted the chicken. It's like this would be a great way. This would be a great solve for okay, that. Okay, you you get out of this show. You don't want the broth. The broth's the best part. Out. Get out. I mean, look, I'm just <laughs> saying in theory, look, I also like the broth. I'm just saying in a crazy world where I just want the chicken mm -hmm. and noodles, but not the broth. Come on, my show. Tell me you don't want your chicken broth. My God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, in places like Hawaii, uh, you might actually spot a sea turtle on the beach, which appears to be vomiting blood. Uh, but if you see that, don't necessarily panic. This could just be normal turtle feeding behavior. So they will regurgitate seawater like we talked about before. Uh, filtering out the jellyfish, but during red tides where there are red algal blooms, seawater can look red and like it's blood. And so you'll see these sea turtles that look like they've just, you know, exorcist style vomited up this blood, but it's really just red seawater. And they're just doing that so that they can filter out the jellyfish, which, you know, pretty metal sea turtles. Got to hand it to you. Yeah, I mean, there is also a chance with, like, how polluted our ocean is. That, like, that also might be blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, that's a good point. And the real danger to sea turtles is plastic waste because yeah. a plastic bag floating in yeah. the ocean yeah, looks, looks a lot like, like a, a jellyfish. jellyfish. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they'll try to eat it, and it'll get caught in their throats with the same mechanism that they use to catch jellyfish. And so they can't regurgitate it. So it has to go down through their digestive system where it can get caught and snagged and cause an intestinal blockage and kill them. Um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, when I heard <laughs> that, I like all of a sudden felt really bad about using plastic bags. Yeah. And throwing them in the ocean like I do. <laughs> Joey, stop that. <laughs> no, kidding, kidding. Joey kidding. was the one. He I... was the one with all the plastic straws just tossing them in the ocean one by one. Yeah, I was like, Cutting all my plastic bags specifically so they look like they have tentacles <laughs> like, like jellyfish. <laughs> Gotta cut these plastic bags up and then just like like a yeah, like draw, a paper draw a smiley jellyfish yeah. <laughs> face face on them. Wow. Uh that's uh you're gonna get in trouble with the I believe the TikTok TikTok girls really hate it when you mistreat the sea turtles. Or is that like a trend from a few years ago? I'm really not up. Yeah, no, yeah, they they've moved on. They've, they've moved, moved on, on to something else. It's no longer right. about the plastic straws. It's about something else. Like I don't know. They they don't care about sea turtles anymore. It's probably something like uh like Yeah, now they care about like global warming or something. <laughs> Something silly like global warming. <laughs> yeah, something something wacky like the future of the yeah, planet. <laughs> something wacky and silly like their very lives 50 years yeah, from now. Yeah, 
something silly like them seeing that like we'll all be underwater in 2050 and them being like, wait, I'll still be alive then. <laughs> and then it'll be a good <laughs> thing that, that they like defended the sea turtles because the sea turtles will remember and be like, hey, welcome underwater. Thanks for not killing us with plastic straws. I guess you can join our cool kingdom. Yeah. Oh, if only it worked that way. Penguins, though, penguins have nearly the same creepy and cool mouth situation going on as sea turtles. They also have esophageal papillae made out of keratin lining their mouths, throats, and even on their tongues. Uh, and like the sea turtles, these spines are angled downwards and inwards towards the stomach. Instead of eating jellyfish, penguins eat fish. And their spines act like a bunch of fish hooks that trap the fish and only allow the fish to move in one direction, <laughs> one direction, down towards the final resting place of a penguin's hungry tummy. So penguins, adorable on the outside, horrible on the inside. Um, I, I got to say with penguins, um, so this, this first photo that we're looking at, is that the penguin's that's like that we're seeing yes that's like kind of okay got it got it because uh the way that it looks uh looking at it is it looks like the penguin has two sets of jaws once again right very xenomorph xenomorph-esque um <laughs> but uh yeah it, it kind of looks like a comb it's like i guess that i'm less scared of a penguin's mouth than i am a sea turtle's mouth because like I recognize the penguin's mouth as like not being eldritch horror, mm -hmm. whereas like the sea turtle's mouth just looks like like a, just a hell mouth, you know. <laughs> just a tunnel to hell. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. 
Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. So, Joey, we've talked about horrifying teeth being used against jellyfish and against fish, but some fish have their own oral horror show that I want to talk about. Uh, Fish are one of the most diverse groups of animals in the world. In fact, it's kind of weird to even call fish fish, Um, but given that, sorry, given that they're so diverse, the situation going on with their mouths is always going to be pretty interesting. So uh, one fish I want to talk about is the Pacific lingcod, which are ill-tempered omnivorous oceanic fish who grow to be about four feet long. Uh, They have two sets of jaws. So Joey, earlier you were looking at this penguin mouth, and since its tongue has spines on it, it kind of looked like it had two, two mouths. Well, lingcod actually do have two sets of jaws. They have a front set that they can extrude to grab prey and a rear pharyngeal set of uh, teeth that are these rows of teeth on modified gill ridges for tearing and grinding. So grabbing, tearing, and grinding. It's like a really cool kitchen utensil you can use to shred a potato. Uh, yeah, what this looks like to me is um, I can definitely recognize the first set of jaws and that, that you can clearly see teeth on it. It makes a ton of sense. The second set of jaws, is that what we're seeing kind of in the far back of the image around kind of the red spot? Yeah, exactly. So you see, wow, you see the that's front of the terrifying. mouth and then you see the back, you see those rows, right? Like they, they're these like concentric circles going down into the throat. And they, um, those are actually modified gill ridges that have teeth on them. So yeah, it, it's a, uh, it's not good to look at or to imagine yeah, what, going inside. Yeah, what's terrifying um, to me about this is it looks like it's like you can see their rib cage within their mouth. So it right. kind of looks like it's basically like if we did not have a head or a neck but like our shoulder blades opened into a mouth and then we had like a hollow chest cavity where you could see the rib cage and then like our pelvis there was another set of teeth (laughs) um like it looks kind of like that where it's like it it looks like it's also like blue which is weird um yeah uh and also i think i can see like gill openings on the sides so that looks crazy yeah because those Um, things that look like ribs are actually gill ridges so it's like if we just had rib-like structures going all the way down but then they open out into the air because that you breathe through them i mean that's like that's like less that's okay so that's less scary to me because i feel like in a world where i'm a tiny fish that um is you know swimming right through this thing's mouth i feel like you could like escape hatch out through the gill i mean that's why they have so many teeth for first grabbing you with the front set of jaws and then grinding you down with the second set of jaws so i feel like by the time you see a potential escape route through the gills you've already been pulverized pretty bad because these guys have 400 teeth which you know that's more than humans have. Um, yeah, yeah, we have we have easily uh, half that. 
Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I just want to say, uh, yeah, any fish that gets bit by the first jaws and then doesn't try to like escape through the gills, there's a word for that, and that's a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, uh, counting your teeth before they've hatched. I don't know, but yeah, a quitter fish. Um, but because of all this chomping and chewing, and they are truly vicious fish, they love to eat anything that moves, including their own species. They can be cannibals opportunistically. Um, but because of all of this, they do lose teeth. These uh, They can be these little spine-like teeth that just break off with all this chewing and chomping. Uh, but because they lose teeth so quickly, they also replace them. So they lose and replace around 20 teeth a day, which is wow. just an insane turnover of teeth. Um, okay, so what would you, if you replaced your teeth that quickly, like if every day you like shed 20 teeth, mm-hmm. is there something that you would do with your teeth? Would you like necklace. make a necklace out of them? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Crown. But that's so many. Yeah, a crown. I feel like we're hitting brooch. a point where it's like a brooch. I would. I feel like I would make just like a shirt out of my own teeth. Chain mail out of teeth. Yeah, teeth chain mail. Or Is teeth that point. Teeth gown. Yeah. Imagine the sound <laughs> as you rustle on by in your teeth gown. Uh, that genuinely gave me the shiver. <laughs> <laughs> So it's basically like it's basically like your teeth grinding, but like while you're moving and it's mm-hmm. your clothes. Just, just yeah, that's a it's an interesting, uh, interesting situation to think about for long periods of time when you're in bed at night and it's dark and you look in the corner of the room and you think about someone wearing the teeth dress just slowly moving towards you. Um, <laughs> anyways, to talk about something less horrifying, how about a frilled shark that has rows and rows of teeth like fields of corn. So the frilled shark is an old, old species of shark, sometimes called a living fossil due to its primitive form. They live near the ocean floor in the Pacific and Atlantic outer continental shelves. So these aren't exactly, these aren't like deep, deep sea fish, but you know, they're, they're, Mm, deeper than like coastal fish. Um, They like to eat fish, cephalopods, and sea slugs. It's called a frilled shark because of the rows of gill slits that make them look like they've got these frilly sideburns. It's kind of cute. You know, all things considered. Hey, frilled shark, take those sideburns back where they belong. The 70s. Wow, got Got them. Got (laughs) them. You have roasted this shark. Males can grow to be up to about five and a half feet or 1.7 meters. And females can grow to be about six and a half feet or two meters long. Another win for feminism in the animal kingdom. (laughs) I say that every time. Yes, queen. Yes, I stand a frilled shark queen. (laughs) Yes, you toothy queen. So, So what I like about the frilled shark is like it looks like besides the frill shark's very large win for feminism, is um, it looks like the frilled shark's teeth have teeth, if yes. that makes sense. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's like they're these trident-shaped teeth. So like they have three prongs like a trident. And not only that, but then there's a whole row of them. <laughs> so it's, uh, I would say, intimidating. 
Um, they're these vertical rows of pointy trident-shaped teeth. There's about 300 teeth in total in this mouth of theirs. Wait, how, how often do they shed their teeth? I don't know that, but I think like most sharks, they do shed them and then they can sort of replace them. So these rows may kind of push upwards over time as they're getting replaced. Like Like most sharks do actually have teeth behind their teeth that come in to replace the front teeth. Uh, they're just not as many as, say, the frilled shark, because these go back all the way down their mouths. I feel like based on our previous uh, animal, now I'm sizing up every shark's teeth to be like, what article of clothing would I turn that into? <laughs> and I feel like, okay, yeah, I feel like Pacific Ingrid's teeth, like, yeah, that'd probably make for like a really cool, like, you know, chainmail shirt. I feel like uh, frilled shark teeth, that's like, that's a crown. That's like a really nice crown because like, it's like the tridents give it like a cool, like, you know, effect to it. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be like, and I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I would hold down a frilled shark and yank out their teeth to make my crown. I'm saying I would, I would hang out around one and as it, like its teeth naturally fall out, I would make a crown. <laughs> I like the the image of you just like hanging out with this frilled shark with like a little net, just being like, "Come on, eat the hard candy. Yeah, eat the hard candy." I need this. I need this. Come <laughs> on, your sideburns. Sorry about the sideburn burn. I think that they're cool. <laughs> so uh, they can actually extend their mouths. Their mouths and jaws are very flexible, and they can eat prey larger than larger than their bodies by extending their jaw and distending their bellies. Um, and so not only do they have these rows of trident teeth, but they have this flexible jaw that can just chomp down like a Pac-Man. And it helps yeah. snag prey. So like once they've got it in their mouth, it's going to be hard for the prey to pull away from the shark because it is now sort of fish hooked in there. Yeah, they, they do, like, looking at other pictures of frilled sharks, seem like an animal that is, like, all spine and no ribs, if that makes sense. <laughs> and that, like, you can see that there's, like, a distinct spine, but then, like, everything else seems, like, I don't want to say structureless, but, like, it kind of feels like, you know, it's like if you combine a shark and a snake a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting observation because they are very, very primitive, uh, they, you know, when you have these early fish, some of the earliest fish didn't even have a spinal cord. They just had a notochord and they were m more of these kind of eel like not quite as bony, but more cartilage filled fish. And sharks have a lot of cartilage, even the more evolved shark. But this one is pretty, pretty primitive, pretty old. So, yeah, it is even it does have a. Uh, a spine, but it is, you know, there, there's a lot of this kind of these cartiliginous, <laughs> cartiliginous structures, you know, they have, they have more of that snake or eel-like structure than, say, a uh, ray-finned bony fish. Um, that's amazing. Um, oh, and the other thing that their teeth can accomplish is uh, some biologists think it may act as a lure. So because their teeth are so white and they come in these rows, uh, that contrasting white and dark pattern is thought to maybe trick fish into thinking that there's some kind of 
food or something interesting to look at. And so they wander closer to the mouth. And then the last thing they know is like, hey, this is a mouth. And that's it. Lights out. They're, they're, they're done. Yeah, that is something that I appreciate about. Like, really, I think that that's something that you can say about, like, our last two fish, the Pacific Ingrid and the Frilled Shark, in that, like, their mouths look very... Uh, like, I know that they're the mouths of living creatures, so to call them organic seems obvious, but they seem, like, organic in, like, a more of a natural environmental way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely a way where the Pacific Ingrid's mouth, which is very blue, could look like a cave or something like that. And, like, same with the um, frilled shark's mouth. There's a lot of blacks, a lot of reds. Like, the structures of the teeth kind of seem like coral a little bit. Like, where yeah. that could seem like it's, you know, it's a safe space to hide and not uh, the least safe space to hide. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. It, it, it Like, it kind of looks, it looks like a plant, maybe, like the spines of a cactus, not yeah. the teeth of a fish. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of teeth that look like other things or other teeth, or teeth that shouldn't go in the animal that you think it should go in. Sheep's head, sheep's head fish uh, have, I'm sorry to say it, human-like teeth. It looks like you photoshopped a bunch of human teeth onto a fish, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um, yeah, you know, it, like, speaking of Invisalign, somebody got to give this fish some Invisalign. <laughs> um Joey is uh, another... really on a roll roasting these fish. Hey, I mean, look, somebody's got to. What's that nice look, smell? It's Joey roasting a bunch of fish. Yeah, look, if I can't roast them literally and eat them, I'm going to roast them with jokes. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. This is why I constantly have uh, food poisoning is the way that I try to cook my meat is I just make fun of the Verbal animal. Verbal abuse. But yeah, something that's wild about the sheep's head fish is that like, yeah, their mouth, their teeth are very human-like. Um, so by extension, they're like, you know, their mouths, it looks like they have lips that are very human-like. Um, but uh, something that's crazy about them in very uncanny valley is they also have teeth like on their tongues, basically. Yeah, yeah teeth on the, the bottom of their their mouths and teeth on the yeah. top of their mouths also. So teeth it's, going back yeah, it, there. It's like if you had multiple rows of teeth on both the top and bottom. Yeah, on the top and bottom of your mouth instead of just one row on the top and one row yeah. on the bottom, which is... Yeah. Very freaky. It's very unsettling because it not only looks like human teeth, but way too many human teeth. Um, I also just like, I don't trust fish with human teeth. That's not right. That's probably why I really didn't like that old movie, uh, Shark Tale. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. So basically what you're saying is that if a fish with human teeth was like, Katie, will you co-sign my loan? You'd be like, nah, there's something about you I don't trust. Yeah, no, I mean, like anyone else I would, but a a fish with teeth, no. Yeah. So other than their uncanny valley mouths, uh, sheep's head fish are relatively normal looking gray and white striped fish that can grow to be a little over a foot long, about um, 0.5 meters. Uh, Its body is sort of disc-shaped, but it's sort of like when its mouth is closed, it's a pretty normal looking fish. Uh, they're found all along the coast of Southwest Florida, which, you know, of course, as well as the Western Atlantic. But as soon as they open their horrible little mouths, they reveal that front row of human-like teeth and then those rows of little nubby teeth. So they're not really sharp teeth. They're these sort of nubs. And they actually use these teeth 
for grinding. So they like to eat barnacles, fiddler crabs, clams, oysters, and other uh, small hard-shelled prey. And so they use these like rows of teeth, sort of blunt teeth to grind the shells up so they can eat their prey, which, you know, I don't know what's scarier, like a sharp, a bunch of sharp teeth or a bunch of dull teeth that just grinds you. Hey, rise and grind. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, also, wait, uh, we talked about this earlier. As somebody who grinds their teeth, and I'm speaking as somebody who also grinds their teeth, um, do you look at this fish and feel like a sense of empathy or are you just like, ah, kill it with fire? Uh, Not empathy because they grind their teeth on purpose to get a delicious meal. More jealousy because it's like (laughs) if I had a bunch, if I had way more teeth, right? to grind, then I probably wouldn't wear down my my pathetic set of teeth as quickly. Yeah, like as we've established, you love grinding your teeth. It is your favorite My favorite thing, thing to do. I love the sound especially. Oh, and the jaw feel, oh, yes. it's great. Apparently, the sheep's head fish taste really good, but there's not a chance. No way I'm gonna eat a fish that has a human mouth. That's, no. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the like, that's the 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 mermaid conundrum, right? In mm-hmm. that, like, if you eat, like, what kind of meat is a mermaid? If you eat the top half of a mermaid, is it human meat? If you eat the bottom half, is it fish meat? Is it right. cannibalism if you eat the top half? So yeah, I really I agree with you in that, like, I like if I saw a picture of this fish, I'd be like, oh, that's way too close. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. It's too close to a mermaid uh, that I wouldn't want to eat it. Uh, related question. Uh, do you think the sheep's head fish flosses as much as they should? <laughs> uh, uh, no, Joey, they're fish. They they don't they don't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fish, they definitely don't floss. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Joey, I heard you like teeth, so I put some teeth on your teeth so you can chew while you chew. so that's my way of introducing the crab eater seal so crab eater seals are adorable sea puppies with psychedelic nightmare teeth crab eater seals live in antarctica and are very cute blubbery little guys with light cream colored coats they grow up to over two meters, so about six and a half feet long, and they weigh up to around 200 kilograms, or around uh, 450 pounds. So, you know, they're just little bill blubbery blobs of cuteness. Um, so what I love about crab eater seal's teeth is that um, if you think back to like drawings of sea monsters, you know, in, you know, kind of medieval times, um, on maps, oftentimes those creatures would have like, yeah, weird teeth, horns and things like that. And like, you know, you can look at that and think about it as just like abject craziness. Um, but like I've seen, I think, this exact drawing of a tooth on those old medieval paintings. So it's <laughs> like, you know, it kind of makes you think it's just like, oh, did they just like see a crab ear seal and like half remember what it right. looked like. That's and a dragon. Try to draw it. Yeah, yeah like, that's a dragon. Like get, get a crab eater seal skeleton. It's like, yeah, this is a sea dragon for sure. Uh, and I, yeah. I wouldn't blame them. So their uh, 
teeth are the these they curve backwards so they are sort of this triangular shaped tooth that curl backwards but then on the teeth they have smaller curved teeth jutting out from them and it's it's kind of interesting too because it's sort of like comb like and uh but it is kind of pretty almost in a weird way the patterns these make it kind of looks like an MC Escher drawing of sort of interlocking uh curves and then smaller interlocking curves like if a pacific lincod teeth are chainmail teeth and a frilled shark's teeth are are crown teeth these are for sure necklace teeth right here these are some high quality necklace teeth What's interesting is that you would think that then they would use these really wild, like medieval sea dragon looking teeth to chomp into things, maybe like their name, like their crab eater seals. Maybe they use them to crack open crab shells, but actually they don't eat crabs. Whoever named this seal should be arrested. Um, (laughs) So they like to eat krill, not crabs. And krill, you know, is one of the smallest, wimpiest creatures of the sea. So why do crab eater seals, misnamed crab eater seals, or maybe we should call them krill eater seals, have such wild, dastardly looking teeth? And like a lot of our weird mouthed friends on this show, their teeth are actually used not for biting, but for filtration. So they use the same method that uh, actually baleen whales use uh, where they suck in seawater and then push it out and filter out this teeny tiny krill, which uh, because their teeth with all these little protrusions actually form once they've clamped it down forms this like sieve or sieve that the tr- krill get trapped in that the krill get trapped in while the seawater can escape. Um, something I feel like scientists don't think about enough in terms of like evolution and why things evolve is just evolving. So it looks the most metal as it can. (laughs) So I feel like, yes, I'm sure these are, I'm sure these are, there's the practical use of uh, filtration, which totally makes sense. But also just like, this is just nature being like, Hey, you want to have a mouth that looks cool? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'd love to have these weird Fibonacci teeth, honestly. Uh, those would be fun to grind. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> At the end of this, we uh, have to have a rating of like, would you grind it? If you had these teeth, would you grind them? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the sheep's head fish in terms of grinding is probably, you know, the one built the most for grinding. But yeah, no. So, so these crab eater seals, amazing looking teeth. And I think it's also interesting because... While these are definitely teeth and not something like baleen, whereas like baleen is actually made out of keratin, similar to the uh, turtle and penguin mouths we talked about earlier. But you can see this convergent evolution of like two mammals who both separately made their way from the land back to the sea, like seals and whales are actually not that closely related. They both independently uh, had a journey from land to sea. And then of those, there's a seal that has also evolved a filtration system for krill, as did baleen whales, just using very different mouths. So I, I find that pr- 
pretty interesting, pretty fascinating. It's, it's sort of like um, something that's something that's really fascinating to me is seeing um, the different technology that the Soviet Union and the United States used in the space race. So like you see, um, like they built Soviet USSR spacesuits kind of like independently of United States spacesuits for like moonwalks. There's like um, there's a Soviet Union uh, moon lander, moon rover that were like not used because they didn't make it to the moon. But it's like you can kind of see the thing of like, oh, these are both like coming. These are both doing the same job, but they're clearly coming from like different minds and schools of thought as to like how to do it. But they like don't look dissimilar, you know? Mm -hmm. Is that parallel of invention though, or is it spying yeah. spycraft? Um, it's probably a little bit. So I guess what I'm saying <laughs> is the crab eater seal. They've been spying on whales. For they've way probably too been long. spying on whales for a long time. Yeah, it's got them. We busted them. <laughs> the last couple of animals I want to talk about um, are not because of the teeth that they do have, but because of the teeth that they don't have, which is all of them. So mammals yeah. uh, without certain teeth or any teeth are known as edentate mammals. All edentate mammals lack canines and incisors, but some have no teeth at all. Anteaters and pangolins have no teeth. Instead, they ditch their teeth for a long, sticky tongue instead. So anteaters belong to the suborder Vermilingua, which actually means worm tongue. So I guess they're uh, either uh, anteaters are big Tolkien nerds, or Tolkien was a big anteater nerd. I buy Tolkien being an anteater nerd. <laughs> So they live in Central and South America, and there are multiple species, and they include the giant anteater, the cute and tiny silky anteater, the southern tamandua, and the northern tamandua. Pangolins, meanwhile, are an instance of convergent evolution. They look a lot like an anteater, but they live in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, they also have no teeth. They lap up ants with their really long, sticky tongues, and their body shape is very similar to anteaters. Uh, but additionally, they have keratinous plates that armor their bodies like scale mail armor. So they can curl up into a ball when threatened by something like a lion. So, yeah, so it's like their body's covered in teeth. <laughs> so here's how crazy it is. Here's how amazingly close these are in terms of their conversion evolution. So both pangolins and anteaters have prehensile tails. Both have extra sticky saliva for lapping up ants. Both have really long tongues and tube-shaped mouths. And their tongues actually uh, have a base way back near their sternum um, because like the hyoid bone, which is where your tongue connects, actually has a bunch of muscle on it, and it's the base of the tongue. But because they have such a long tongue, it doesn't all fit in their mouths. So their hyoid bone, for for pangolins, their hyoid, hyoid bone actually goes all the way down uh, from their sternum down their abdomen, and like it's actually kind of this wishbone shape of uh, these two prongs, and then on those is all this muscle that can quickly retract and extend this really long tongue that sits in their mouth and throat but kind of folds up a little bit, whereas uh, anteaters also have a really long uh, 
base of their tongue, but it just goes down to their sternum. Um, and also both ingest small stones to help grind up their food uh, because even though they don't have teeth, it does help uh, when they can get that grinding in and it helps them digest their food more efficiently. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so a question that I've got about this, and this is just based on the photo, is like, is the way that they eat, like it looks like their tongue is, yeah, like kind of in their abdomen a little bit. So do they essentially just like uh, use their tongue to like grab ants and stuff like that? And then essentially their tongue deposits the ant into their stomach? Deposits it into their throat and then down. Got it. And then it goes down into their stomach. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like such a convenient way to eat. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's how I eat cereal. Mm, just kind of like lapping it up. Yeah, I just like, I don't even chew it. I just try to cram it <laughs> in my throat. I'm choking all the time. <laughs> I think I'm starting to understand why you might have needed Invisalign. <laughs> yeah, because I just don't use my teeth. I just try to like, I just try to guzzle down like entire fish or whatever. I eat like Heathcliff where I just mm -hmm. take a fish, put the entire thing into my mouth behind my teeth and then pull out the skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I've seen you do that. It's. It's very disturbing, more disturbing than like when you take out your Invisalign uh, at lunch. Yeah, it's very much it's really painful and it's not efficient. And uh, I choke a lot. And uh, right. Uh, do Probably not recommend cutting up your mouth a good amount with those fish bones. Oh, yeah. Cutting up my mouth a ton. Uh, also, like, yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely a very painful process for like my I also have constant heartburn. This is not. <laughs> Not good for whatever, not good for my insides to do this. But like, hey, I'm not going to learn a different, what am I going to use my teeth like a sucker? <laughs> Meanwhile, here I am grinding down my teeth into a fine powder because it's fun. <laughs> Yay. Good habits all around. Well, before we go, I want to play a game. It's called the Mystery Animal Sound Game or Guess Who's Talking or Guess Who's Squawking, I guess. So Guess Who's Squawking is good. That is pretty good. Maybe I should change change my brand. My brand. So last week's hint, um, or sorry, last week I played an animal sound and the hint was, is it windshield wipers, an owl? or someone trying to find his damsel in distress. And here is the sound. Yeah, so, uh, so the question is, was that windshield wipers, an owl, or a man searching for his damsel in distress? I didn't say a man, I said someone. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Um, so I'm gonna say that was, okay, so, think it's the obvious answer is owl but the rain makes me think windshield wipers <laughs> well it's not windshield wipers and it's not an owl and uh but it is someone trying to find his damsel in distress and here's another hint actually what you think sounds like rain is the popping and crackling of little shrimp collecting wow. their little claws Wait, so, okay, wait, so it's a so it's a person searching for their damsel in distress. Also, there are shrimp there. I didn't say a person. I said someone searching uh, okay. for his damsel in distress. Wait, someone, wait, someone or something? I mean, 
someone, something, some kind of animal. So, you know, we're all we're all uh, we're all the brotherhood of life here on this on this planet. Um, I'm so confused. Oh it's, no, Joey! It's an animal of some kind oh, making God. this sound. Oh, okay. Uh, is it is it a baleen shark? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's actually. I shouldn't laugh at you. I was laughing at your tone because you were so scared. <laughs> but no, that's not <laughs> yeah. a. It's not a bad guess. In fact, you are right that it is a fish. Um, and it is actually a damselfish mating call. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. So it's incredible because we don't think of fish being able to make sounds underwater. But in fact, they do. We just can't really hear it due to our human ears not being good underwater. Uh, instead of using vocal cords, fish can make noise by wiggling their swim bladders or rubbing their fin bones against their bodies like crickets. And uh, the, I, wish I, had, I wish I had a swim bladder. <laughs> uh, the winner of last week's Mystery Animal Sound Game is Ariel, uh, who asked me if it was cheating if they found the same article that the sound was from. And no, it's not cheating. Go ahead and use Google. Pff, I use Google all the time. So not cheating. Great job. So now on to this week's Mystery Animal Sound this is the hint. It may be related to an elephant, but you're in for a surprise when you see who's saying hello. Um, that sounds to me like... Okay, so I heard like kind of a clip-clop, so part of me wants to think that wants to say that it's a horse, but like I think that that might be like a seal or something. Hmm. Maybe a crab eater seal with its weird teeth. Yeah, Barking that could have been the you. clip flopping. Is yeah. <laughs> well, the answer to this week's mystery animal sound game will be revealed next week. Um, and so, if you think you know who is making this mystery sound, who is squawking, who is talking, you can write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail I'm also on Instagram at CreatureFeaturePod and on Twitter at CreatureFeetPod. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That is something very different. Joey, thank you so much for guesting on the show. Where, what are you up to and what can people find? Where, 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 the, heck, where the heck are you? Where can people find you? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at JoeyTainment. You can follow me on Instagram at JoeyClift. And uh, if you're listening to this and you're also uh, straightening your teeth during the pandemic, uh, tweet at me and tell me how it's going. Tell me what tray <laughs> you're on. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it's a weird thing where, like, because it's something I'm constantly dealing with, uh, I love talking about it. So <laughs> I guess I'm a teeth straightening influencer now. Sure, why not? Um, so uh, and then uh, things I'm working on. Um, Katie mentioned I'm a writer slash consulting producer for Spirit Rangers on Netflix that comes out sometime in 2022. Um, I have a short film that's going through festivals right now called My First Native American Boyfriend that you um, can probably watch, you know, in a festival near you at, at uh, any point in the future. And um, I just released an animated short through Comedy Central called um, How to Cope with Your Team Changing Its Native American Mascot. It's about <laughs> just like all the weird kind of things that people are going through now that like native mascots are changing for good reason. So you can check that out on all of Comedy Central's uh, socials. 
And uh, yeah, other than that, just uh, you know, follow me on social media and you'll find out about uh, all the crazy stuff I'm up to. Yes, please do check those things out. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me today. And if you're liking this show and you leave a rating and review, uh, I really appreciate it. And I read all of them. I promise you I do read them. And I really appreciate all your feedback. Uh, and thank you so much to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows, I do not judge you at all. See you next Wednesday. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.